0: It's a bye week this week, which means there isn't a new episode of Dope Labs, but we are really excited to reshare one of our very favorite episodes.
1: Yes, it's three years later, but (laughs) mm, not too much has changed. Our cuffing season schedule is the same, so we're right in the draft of cuffing season. Mm -hmm. And if you're wondering what we're talking about when we say cuffing season, this
0: lab is for you. If you're on the market for a new boo, get out your pen and paper. I'm TT and I'm Zakia and from Spotify Studios this is Dope Labs Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches.
1: But there's only one Mitt Crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
0: Zakiya and I met in grad school where we were both getting our PhDs. Mine is in engineering, and hers is in biology. It was a tough time, to say the least. And in our pursuit to get the hell out of there, we became cousins. Mm-hmm. You know how black folks do, she my play cousin.
1: TT and I would set up our experiments to run overnight. Then we'd go to the bar, calculating those people's faces, until about 2 a.m., go home, change our lipstick to a daytime color, and head back to the lab. So we've basically been doing this podcast since 2011. We're just now hitting record.
0: This podcast ain't for your mama, it ain't for your kids. We're talking about things from TMZ, Shade Room, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the barbershop, the hair salon. We are the people scientists. So we're talking about things that you and your crew are going to be talking about in your group chats and at brunch. That's right. If grad
1: school taught us anything, it's how to ask a good question. So what we're going to do is take all the tea and shade from the Internet and use the scientific approach.
0: Oh, like how did Safari get that new hairline? Yes. Was that inpatient or outpatient surgery? I don't
1: know. And then everybody talking about Mercury being in retrograde.
0: What does that have to do with your bad attitude? You can't keep using that excuse. And like, what is the sunken place? Is that a real thing? Is that like a real disorder?
1: No, that's a real place. It has to be.
0: I think the guy that's at the front door at my apartment building Mm -hmm. is in the sunken place. Every morning when he sees me, he says, good morning, madam. Nobody talks like that. He's a black man. No, nobody's talking like that.
1: When it comes down to it. We just want to help you appreciate the science in your day-to-day. Trust us. We're, We're doctors. doctors. Welcome to the lab. Go Titi, go
0: go, go 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 go, go, uh, go, uh, uh. go,
1: Before we dive into our first subject, we really want to just lay out how this podcast works.
0: Dope Labs is based on our actual experiences in the lab, because like we said earlier... We're actually scientists.
1: The first step in any lab is a recitation.
0: And a recitation is like a summary.
1: In the recitation, we bring everyone up to speed and lay out the basics. What do we already
0: know and what do we need to know? Then it's time for the deep dive. We call that part of the podcast the dissection. And that's when we bring in the experts and ask them all the questions. Finally, you draw your conclusion, and at that point, you're basically a scientist. It took right? us
1: 20 years or so, but... I think constant we, school. Yeah, but I think we're in the position to really grant people,
0: like, PhD.
1: I dub thee a doctor. You, sir, are a biologist.
0: Why not? So let's get to the recitation. Today, we're talking about cuffing season, and so let's figure out what we already know about it and what we want to know more about. And who knows better than y'all, the people on the front lines of cuffing season, Let's hear what you had to say. Do
1: either of you know what cuffing season is? I no. have no idea. No. Is that when you start cuffing your pants around fall time? What's well, cuffing know. season? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's like when you got a mutual thing oh. with somebody, and y'all ready to stop seeing other people, then you take that leap.
2: Well, you know, I think it's the phenomenon that uh, the, the colder months are coming.
0: You don't want to endure those by yourself. Something from my very distant past before I met my current wife.
3: Winter hibernation. You date people over the winter.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, that's yeah. exactly it. So <laughs> yeah. you guys are locked in? Yeah.
0: And we have handcuffs.
3: <laughs> Woo!
0: <laughs> are y'all ready for cuffing season?
3: Ah. N- I am not ready for cuffing season. I'm oh, currently taking applications. My
0: DMs are open. Are you trying to be a cuffer or a cuffee? You want somebody to come get you? You trying to be out here?
3: So, like, I'm a strong, independent black woman. All yeah. right. Everybody, all these men, <laughs> everybody. It's enough like, independence ah. to go around. What no. happened? But, like, I would I would want the cuffing to be mutual. Mm. Like, we both come to the place, like, damn, I really vibes with you heavy. Like, yeah, damn, I, I think I might love you. Now we're cuffed.
0: Okay, so that was my first time talking to strangers. Not mine. Uh, we know.
1: Cuffing season has become pretty mainstream since it started trending on Twitter about a decade ago.
0: Yeah, it's so mainstream now. Even white folks know about it. That's right. But for those of
1: you who are still living under a rock and you're still unclear about what we're talking about, here's the
0: breakdown. It's the time of year when single people start to look for a partner to be their boo until the weather gets warm.
1: My boo-hoo. Mm. I like that
0: falsetto. setup. <laughs> This is definitely not a long-term thing. It is a short-term situation for people who don't like to go out and be social during the wintertime.
1: And when it warms up, you release that cuff back into the wild. And people take this seriously. Google cuffing season right now. You're going to come across contracts, calendars with all these deadlines.
0: I'm looking at one of these calendars right now, and it's like a day-to-day breakdown of what you're supposed to be doing. It is crazy flirt week starts in september the first week of september and then you have to start sending good morning texts at the end of september then the the good morning texts continue through october the first week of october and then the last three weeks of october you're supposed to be sealing the deal so after that you're with that person throughout the winter and you stay cuffed with that person until today valentine's day so there's a science to cuffing season, but there's also actual science behind it. Cuffing season draws elements of so many different sciences. Psychology. Biology. Chemistry. Genetics. And if we can understand some of the science behind cuffing season, maybe it'll help us strategize. Right, Zakia? That's right.
1: Full disclaimer. Okay, I see where you're going. So this past cuffing season, I was all in. I was gung-ho. I said, yes, I'm going to fully participate. I'm out here. You know, I was like, all right, I want some, I'm looking for a cuff, but nothing too, too serious. I know you think
0: I have a commitment problem,
1: but I I mean, she has a
0: commitment problem.
1: I could go with a six month contract, you know, and based on performance an option to renew.
0: That's like a cell phone plan. That's right. I have a lot of questions about what's actually going on. Like, is this something that is, Innate within all of us, have we always been cuffing like we're Adam and Eve cuffing? Hey. Apples are a fall fruit. Do animals have a cuffing season? Does it fit the same schedule or calendar year like we have? I don't know. So I think we should call in some reinforcements. It's time for the dissection. We've enlisted our good friend, Dr. Alex Trio, to help Zakia figure out what she's been doing
2: wrong. I haven't been doing anything wrong.
0: Okay, okay, that's that was unfair, but there's always room for growth. I'll take it.
2: Hi, my name is Alex Trio, and I'm a behavioral ecologist at Gettysburg College.
0: Alex studies the sexual selection and mating behaviors of beetles and other species.
1: I'm thinking more along the lines of Prince Charming, not Beetlejuice. But I guess if you think about it, humans, we just animals. These fingernails,
0: soft claws. That being said, things have changed a lot since caveman days, right? Girl, things have changed since the 60s. Really, if we're being honest, since the 90s. Except turtlenecks. Turtlenecks are still in. That is very true. Turtlenecks are evergreen. But the point is, we're not out here trying to cuff to have babies. That's right. But for animals, they only care about one thing when it comes to mating, and that's offspring. Reproducing means surviving. It's all about them babies.
1: And the partner an animal chooses to couple up and have offspring with is crucial. So Alex is going to talk to us about how animals make that choice.
0: What are they looking for? She says it starts with environmental cues. A change in the temperature is usually the first signal to an animal that it's time to start looking for a partner.
2: All monogamy is going to be somewhat seasonal, right? Because they're going to be looking for the time. What they're looking for is the time where gestation is over and then uh, the best season at which their offspring is going to be able to survive.
1: Colder weather means less food. So the idea there is mate in the winter. And then when you have your babies in the spring, there's more resources.
2: How do they start looking for the right partner to, you know, copulate with? It really depends on the species, and it depends on the ecology of the species. What are the strategies that they're going to have?
1: Ecology, that means the animal's environment. And more specifically, it's the amount of resources, like food, that's available in that environment.
2: In general, animals are looking for food, right? Mm -hmm. So females are looking for food. If those resources are clumped, there's lots of food in one single place, in one single patch. Lots of females are going to come to it. And as Alex says... It also refers to where those resources are. Those resources can be uh, uniformly distributed in a space or they can be clumped, right? If, if, if resources are clumped, then it's more probable for, for a female or several females to be in one single place.
1: That means before it gets cold, An animal wants to go somewhere with a lot of resources because that's where they're going to find the widest selection of potential partners. Right. So basically, this kind of translates to
0: like the free drinks or early drinks for women at the bar. Mm, Right. And so then when there's free drinks at the bar, then all women run to the bar to go get those drinks.
1: Then the men pay so they can come and have access to those women.
0: But the bar culture, like, it can get really weird.
1: Yeah, you'll never know what you're going to get.
0: Do you remember that time we went to a bar and a guy sent me a drink and then never came over to say hi? Never said a word. I was really confused. Like, thank you?
1: I guess. Hey. (laughs) See, you never? (laughs) (laughs) Terrible strategy for him, but free drinks for us. Right. (laughs) Let's get back to the animals for a second. Are there any other species that replicate cuffing season?
0: Yeah, like, are there animals out there that are keeping a mate for the fall and winter season and then just leaving them, that's cold-hearted.
2: Yeah, so one really cool example is red foxes. So red foxes are, for example, a species that starts their um, pairing during the fall, and once they pair up, Around the end of the fall, December, uh, beginning of of winter, they pair up with a male and then they stay with that male throughout the winter season.
0: Yeah, and in general, a female will date several males until she finds her wintertime companion.
2: Uh, The female tends to go into a den and the male stays outside of the den and feeds her.
0: That's pretty much how Jimmy cuffed me. He's still bringing you treats. Yeah, he got me some Slim Jims this morning.
2: Then when the winter's over, the two
1: foxes go their separate ways, and the female goes through the same process again. So the male red fox next winter might be the stepdad.
0: That sounds like a Maury episode waiting to happen. You are not the father,
1: but you still need to feed these babies. (laughs) (laughs) The resources are clumped. All your potential partners are
0: here. Do
1: the animals just pick
0: one mate? I think that's a good question. Some animals are monogamous, and they're just looking for
2: one lifelong partner. There are lifelong monogamous species, right? So, and those there's some very cool examples, right? So there's beavers, and they, um, yeah, when they mate, they mate for life. Wow! Right? There is um, eagles; they tend to mate for life. Uh, swans tend to mate for life.
1: Different species have all kinds of reasons for being monogamous. For birds, it's just because it makes it easier to raise the babies and teach them to fly. For other species, it's genetic.
2: So, for example, in the case of prairie bulls... What's a prairie bull? Like those field rodents? Mm. 75% of them are monogamous. And that really depends on their vasopressin receptors, basically. Their vessel. what Vasopressin.
0: It's a hormone that the brain releases and it promotes this like sensation of a reward. Gotcha. Like an anniversary gift. Yeah. Y'all still together, same partner,
2: another year, reward. When they copulate with the same female several times, it's a positive feedback mm-hmm. and therefore they will continue to be monogamous. But if a male
0: is in an environment where all the resources are clumped, like all those girls at the bar, He might be polygamous.
1: And get this, there are two types of polygamy, one for males and one for
2: females. Polygamy is the umbrella. And within polygamy, you have one male with lots of females that's a polygynous male. And then you have one female with lots of males that's a polyandric female.
0: So polygyny is a man with a lot of women, and polyandry is a woman with a lot of men. That's you. That's you, not me, I'm married, girl. Mm. Okay, that was you. Yeah, that was me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you can be monogamous or polygynous or polyandrous. It all depends on what increases your chances of reproductive success.
0: All right. okay, I'm starting to see the connections now. This is really interesting. When we get back, we're going to talk more about strategy. What can we learn from our animal friends to help us the next time cubbing season comes around?
1: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check.
1: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of
0: America and a member FDIC.
1: And we're back and it's time to talk strategy.
0: We love talking to the people about some of their cuffing seasons, do's and don'ts. So let's hear what they had to say first.
1: What's your advice for somebody that's trying to cuff someone this cuffing season?
0: get rid of social media. It's a distraction.
1: Just focus and just make sure yourself is right first before you offer yourself to somebody else. It's all about communication, you know what I'm saying? It's all about communication. So if, if somebody feel in a certain type of way, they need to say that so it can be either embraced or it can be shut down and then it's all good, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah. Can we just make a cuffing rule? No ghosting. No ghosting. Let's leave ghosting in 2017. Okay. In 2018 too. It's totally gone. Okay, Alex, give it to me straight. Once these animals pick the one they want to cuff, how do they seal the deal? What's their strategy?
2: So you can either fight for a female or you can directly attract her.
1: To do both of those things, fight or attract, you need strong secondary sexual characters. So those are the features that help attract a partner, but that you don't actually need to
0: reproduce. Because like we said before, a lot of us are just looking for a friend, not a baby. So are some examples of secondary characters like feathers on a peacock or antlers on a deer? Exactly. And secondary characters for humans could be
1: something like uh, nice shoes or a nice car.
0: A fresh lineup. A deep voice. Ooh, that's like a mating call.
2: Yeah, so I work with um, a species of frog that has uh, a very, very clear, strong, distinctive call to attract females. Can we hear that? Can you
0: play something for us?
1: It basically translates to, what a party at. (laughs) Doesn't that kind of sound like ring my bell to you? You know, that part, they're
0: like, boo, boo. And that song, hey, come on, sing it, girl. And
1: full of possibility, da-da, it's cuffin' season.
0: Secondary sexual characters, the feathers, the big fluffy tail, the mating call, are key to attracting your mate. But they can also create a problem.
2: Uh Uh-oh, plot twist. The problem is that attraction to females comes with a cost. The cost of also attracting predators and parasites. So while you might be attracting
0: the right potential mates, you're also attracting a lot of trash. Including the type of trash you don't want to see. Like ever. Again.
1: This is something I feel like we as humans can really relate to. Have you ever attracted an unwanted parasite?
0: I went on a date with a man that ordered dessert for himself.
1: Oh, I remember this.
0: He ate it all, then proceeded to lick the plate. I almost screamed out loud. I was mortified. And I was like, There is no way I could go on another date with this man. And he was like, I hope you had a good time. You know, I was being nice. Yeah, I did. He was like, Yeah, I'll text you and we can go out again. And in my mind, I just keep seeing him licking this plate, trying to get all of the caramel and chocolate sauce off of it. And I almost vomited. Do you remember when I called you?
1: Yes. You were like, Oh my gosh. I am just. Try- I was just trying to go home and he's eating this whole thing. And then you said he was looking Lick. at you over the, his eyes were over the little dessert plate and he looked at you as he licked Lick it. Licked the plate. That's a lot of confidence. I can't,
0: you're licking the glaze off the plate. I don't want anything to do with you. I was like, get me out of here. Yeah, you
1: really got to weed out the plate lickers. But what if you change your mind? Like, what if you do all that work only to realize that you really
0: chose the wrong one? I guess that's the beauty of cuffing season, right? You hang in through the winter and release them back into the wild. And for monogamous species, where mating isn't really seasonal, it's for life. They have a way of working around that too.
2: So here's the thing that is cool, though, is that even in those species that mate for life, right, there's still a possibility for EPCs. EPCs are extra pair copulations, Right? Situations where you are mating with one individual or you are monogamous because you're in a relationship or in a bond with that, with that other pair, but you can still sexually or basically copulate with other individuals outside of your pair.
1: So, like an animal can be monogamous, but not really. And is it mostly males that do this, or can females engage in EPCs too?
2: So, I, I, there is a lot of thought about why this happens on females. Like on males, it kind of makes sense, supposedly, because um, it has to do with the quantity of offspring you can have, right? Um, so, a male has a lot of sperm, right? It produces a lot of sperm, and therefore, it has the ability to sire a large number of offspring mm. right in general that's what happens with most males females have eggs right and those are costly they're they're finite there's only a, ser- a number of them that you can actually use and so Females tend to be more careful with their eggs because they can't just have tons of them. Every single one of their offspring, what they're thinking about is the quality of that offspring. So for a long time, there was a controversy like why is it that females do this? The thing about it is that females might do this because by copulating with males, they might be able to choose those males that are higher quality.
1: It's funny that even animals have their own weeding out process. Like, even if a mate has all of the secondary characters out there, you still have to make
0: some decision about which of those secondary characters is most important to you. It reminds me of when we were out on the street talking to those strangers and we ran into that random group. Do you remember? Yeah, they were a lot of fun. Yeah, and we talked to them about cuffing season. And what was that one girl's Instagram name? Sophia Loren. Right. And she was telling us about her strategy.
1: What should I be looking for? Like this is a sign of a good cuff.
3: So you need to have you need to have one that's definitely gonna always come with the food, always offering meals. Baby, what you doing? I'm trying to go get something to eat. Like then you need an activity one. So you need one who always know like oh we about to go ice skating, we about to go to the MGM, we about to go gambling. Yes. Like he just always got something that he want to do. Then you need a partner that's gonna um hit you with the like can I help you? You know can can I get the car clean? Can I put the gas in the car? Like yes, he just he just kind of right you. Just Take kind notes. of be somebody that's willing, you know, like something happened to the door. You need to get the doorbell fixed. Like, you just clean up or whatever, right? And then because we are really coming into that time where that's where the fourth one come in. you coming into that time where you got to go to, like, holiday parties. You need a presentable one. Come he don't on even got to talk, but he just got to dress Word. properly Word. Gonna... and presentable so you can bring him along.
1: So it's like three of them are, like, providing resources. Like, they bring yes. a food, activity, but the one you might be cuffing for you is like the peacock it's like he right. don't really got to say too much but when he bring out those feathers you like is that your boo right is that your man right and okay. you just
3: keep anyone that you want once it get down to the line
1: sophia loren really had it figured out she and her friends called that the hotation approach where they have sort of a rotating roster until it's time to cuff one down so it's almost like having sister wives but i guess for them what would the equivalent of that be
0: Brother Bays.
1: Yeah, Brother <laughs>
0: Bays. <laughs> who is
1: on your lineup of Brother Bays? So
0: I agree with her that I need somebody to that will bring me food. That is very important to me. Um, I think I also need someone who knows stuff about cars specifically because my car is borderline a hoopty at this point mm. and I don't want to take it to the shop anymore. I want you to tell me, oh, you just need an oil change. So I can save some money. And then I think I would need one that's like the finest one of the bunch because he's the one I'm going to be cuddling with and spending my my evenings All with.
1: All night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you? Who are your brother bays?
1: I think I would definitely want the food boo. But I need like a, a, a my food boo is going to have to be different. I'm I'm looking for a food boo who wants to like, let's hit all the Michelin star restaurants. Like I want, we're not about to eat these chicken tenders. No, I want. Okay, let's not sleep on chicken tenders. Chicken tenders are good. but they like a clutch snack. Philly wing Fry just opened at Whole Foods on 14th Street. Let's go. Like I want that kind of thing. I also need like, uh, let's hang out just at the house and watch all the horror movies and (laughs) cackle at all the stuff on the internet and I'm going to send you this article even though you're right beside me because I want you to read it and see how trash it was. So let's play a game. We know what's important to us for our Brother Bays but we want to hear from you guys. Check us out on Instagram and we have a Brother Bay Highlight. And on there is a form where you can just screen cap it and fill in your Brother bays.
0: So once you fill out your Brother Bay roster form, tag us at Dope Labs Podcast and post it to your Instagram and we'll share it on ours.
1: Woo, what a whirlwind.
0: That was so much fun. So I feel like we learned a lot in the
1: dissection. Alex taught us that cuffing season is nothing new.
0: It's not unique to humans. No. Every species is pretty much cuffing just in different ways, and so some is seasonal, some is like resource driven. Yeah, sometimes it's for a lifetime. Could you, you love somebody variation. for a lifetime? Yeah, with the right red foxes bringing
1: me treats outside the cave.
0: Absolutely, you know what I think of every time I hear red fox is not the name of the guy from uh, yep, Sanford and Son, Sanford and and
1: yep. I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It feels like even with all of that variation, maybe humans are in some way like a capsule of all the differences in these, like all the approaches we see. Right. I could liken each of those approaches to somebody mm-hmm. I know.
0: Right. It's like out in the wild that it's way more simple for them to cuff than it is for humans because... We've got all these factors rolled up into one. It's just it's just a lot to to consider when when you're out there either trying to be cuffed or trying to cuff someone else. Well, you don't have to consider it anymore. You're married. You well, cuffed. I don't have to consider it, but me and you we are a unit. I'm considering it for <laughs> on you. <my> behalf. <laughs> on your behalf. Because I'm here on behalf of Zakia. Exactly. And so we're in this cuffing season together.
1: As long as I don't show up to my cave and someone is there saying, uh, TT sent me. What would
0: be wrong with that? I think I would be able to set you up with a really nice young gentleman. Excellent. I challenge you. Perfect. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking for that gateway. Everybody's sliding to as DMs. Include a picture. Not of your genitalia.
1: <laughs> Please, no. Of your secondary Of Your secondary. Not yes. primary. Yes.
0: So that's it. This is dope labs. This is who we are. This is what we do. Did y'all like it?
1: What do you think? Give <laughs> us some feedback. We want to hear from you.
0: We had so much fun making this pilot episode and we really hope that you guys come back to listen to more of our shenanigans. So this season, we're going to be getting into a lot of things. Zakia, what like tell them some of the stuff we're getting oh into. Oh
1: my god. We're about to talk to you about these men out here with these hair pieces, edge snatch, we're digging really deep into that we're also going to talk to you about makeup on fleek everybody's into fenty beauty but do you know about those nanoparticles that's in that makeup what's giving you that glow we're also going to talk about bad blood what does it mean big bone really
0: I have a friend that's big-boned, and so we're going to talk about it. Plot twist, it's me.
1: So we're (laughs) going to really jump in, talk about all the science you really care about. We're bringing it to you.
0: Our producer is Jenny at mast
1: Mixing and sound design by Alicia Baetup and Samantha Gatsick.
0: Original theme music is by Takayasuzawa and Alex Sugiura. With additional music by Elijah LX Harvey. Our consulting producers are Rekha Murthy and Graham Griffith. We love y'all so much.
1: Special thanks to today's guest and expert, Dr. Alejandra Trio. And also thank you to Spotify for creating the Sound Up boot camp that made it possible for us to bring you Dope Labs today.
0: Because without them, we would literally be talking into our fists. We'd still be at the bar having whiskey. And talking to strangers.
1: <laughs> Telling these same old jokes. <laughs> Be sure to check out our website at DopeLabsPodcast.com. On our website, you can find a lot of photos, merch, and sign up for our newsletter.
0: Get you a Dope Labs Podcast t-shirt, a tote bag, get some buttons for your friends, for your aunties, for your mamas. They don't know what it is play it for them it's fine
1: you can also reach us on instagram at dope labs podcast you can find me on instagram at z said so and you can follow tt at dr underscore t s h o
0: and if you love the show don't forget to follow us on spotify or wherever else you listen to your podcast
1: and while you're at it leave us a rating only if it's five stars though and leave us a review but only if it's positive let us know what you think let us know what you want to hear about
0: thank y'all so much for listening to our very first episode We'll be back in two weeks. Same Batman time, same Batman place. Dope Labs is a production of Spotify Studios and Mega Home Media. And it's executive produced by us, Titi Shadia
1: and Zakia Watley. Whoop whoop. Oh my gosh, I think somebody's trying to cuff me. <laughs> I'm for real. <laughs> yeah. Somebody is trying to cuff me. I got a good morning dew drop. Has anybody wow. ever called you a dew drop? What does it mean? Is that like honeydew? Mm, I hope not. Honeydews I do are like nasty. honeydew. What? What? <laughs> what did you just say? That was wrong. <laughs> I think you misspoke. <laughs> Everybody knows honeydew is a champion fruit. Cantaloupe? Out of here. Honeydew,
0: definitely in. They're the same thing, essentially. Oh, that's
1: not right. <laughs>